This is also part of just figuring out what works for you and what excites you, gets you in that groove of wanting to do deep work and realizing that your best work is going to come when you are in that zone. And maybe in your mind, you don't call it deep work. Maybe you're just in the zone or focused or something. That's ultimately what you're trying to achieve. You're listening to The Growth Birth, the show focused on achieving lifestyle freedom through online businesses. Whether you're looking for step-by-step strategies to start building an online business, simple game plans to grow your business, or proven lifestyle freedom frameworks, you are in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the thousands of listeners already in growth mode. Aiden Booth, welcome back today. I want to talk about deep work. Now, deep work is a concept that uh, Cal Newport has written a very good book about, a book I've read a couple of times. And Cal is someone who has really captured this idea of being in the zone and working in a way where you get so much more done uh, better than anyone else. And I've always been aware that there are times when I seem to get an unreasonable or uncommon, unusual amount of work done, an unusual amount of value created, an unusual amount of, of content or whatever it is that I'm working on done. And that happens when I'm in a state of deep work. It's really when I get my most creative work done. And I think about all the value and all the content that, that I create or that you create, Probably if you apply the 80-20 rule to that, you'll find that 80% of the best content that you can create comes from 20% of the the time that you spend actually creating it. Uh, and chances are that 20% of the time that creates um, 80% of the value is when you are more likely to be in the state of deep work. Now, deep work is a task or it's a state of mind that requires your full attention. It's not something that you can just kind of, you know, you can't be multitasking and doing deep work at the same time. They're kind of the opposite uh, of one another. But deep work allows you to get, you know, tap into your absolute highest ability. For me personally, it allows me to be so much more creative and just get more things done. Oftentimes, being busy is a trap that people can fall into, and I feel like it's easy to fill up your day doing things that keep you busy, which may not be moving you or your business or your life forward in a productive manner. And in the book, Cal Newport refers to this as shallow work. Shallow work is the kind of work that you can do when you're distracted. So you could be in conversation with someone and doing something else at the same time. Or you could be watching your kids uh, play soccer or something and at the same time you could be doing something on your phone. That's shallow work uh, and it's the kind of work that doesn't normally have very meaningful uh, results, which is why it's called shallow work and which is why people are able to do it while they're multitasking. But it's still dilution of your energy. So, In this episode today, I want to talk about some of the characteristics of deep work, give you some ideas about how you can perhaps get in the zone, if you like, to really pump out your your best quality content or effort or whatever that may be, and hopefully leave you with some ideas about, like I say, how you can bring this into your own life. So a big part of this is deliberate practice. Deliberate practice is really the key to accomplishing deep work. It won't necessarily come naturally. And I think a lot of people struggle to maintain a state 
of deep work over a longer period of time. But if it's something that you are conscious of and you focus on sort of practicing, then over time you're going to find that the skills that you develop through practicing it will allow you to get into that state of maximum productivity, maximum creativity, this deep work state more regularly. I think the very first rule of this is that multitasking is the enemy here. Multitasking inevitably will lower your performance because it means that your brain power is essentially diluted. So if you've got all of your brain power working on just one thing at a time, then of course you're going to get better results than if you're dividing it up across multiple things, multiple, you know, at, at, at the same time. The price that you pay for distraction is not just in the moment. If you're distracted from deep work, it could take you 15 minutes to get back into that uh, productive state. So multitasking is a huge distraction and can kill uh, any chance of being in deep work and ultimately lead you to working in creating something that is probably much lower quality than you could do and most likely mediocre. I think it some people find it hard to get into a state of deep work um, and part of that is because there are so many distractions out there. Uh, you could have social media buzzing at you, you could have your phone beeping at you, you could have someone else demanding something of you uh, and it's probably easier for someone who works for themselves, who is in control of their own day to be able to find and get into that deep work state than it is for someone who's working uh, in an office just because of all of the environmental uh, distractions that that might come your way if you are working in an office that's not to say that you can't get into that state it's just obviously if you are uh, on your own you're probably more likely to be able to um, get in the zone and, and get some of your best work done uh, more easily or you're, you're able to control your surroundings a lot more uh, easily and avoid falling into this shallow work uh, trap that we talk about. Oftentimes, the easier the work is, the less valuable it is. That's not to say that uh, if something comes easy to you, it's not going to be valuable. It doesn't always happen like that. But oftentimes, the easiest tasks, the ones that can to fill up your day are things that you do to, to make yourself feel busy. They don't require much time. They don't require much energy. You can do them on shallow work, but they're not normally the things that result in the very best outcomes. Um, there have been lots of studies that have been done to show that deep work is correlated with happiness. Deep work is correlated with having a good life and being able to manage your attention is a really, really important skill in achieving the things that you want to achieve and, and most of all, achieving uh, happiness. So there's all kinds of reasons why I think that go beyond uh, just business growth and personal growth, why it makes sense to at least be aware uh, of deep work. Now, a few tips, you know, I think it really helps if you can get into or sort of build or, or develop a deep work routine. So if you've got a routine, then that's going to help you not just maintain uh, a state of deep work, but, but get into that state of deep work uh, a lot more regularly and more easily. So an environment that works for you is, uh, is something that you want to 
essentially develop here. And there's different environments for everyone. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a quiet place where you're on your own. In fact, quite the opposite. Sometimes I get into a state of deep work when I take my laptop into a coffee shop and I put my, my headphones on and I might have my favorite music going in the background. And that's sort of just, you know, trickling into my, my mind there as I'm, as I'm working away, but I'm still in the state of, of deep work. Um, some of the very best deep work I think I've ever done has been on long haul flights. And I've always used this as a good way to justify traveling in business class because um, I've got so much more space and comfort and I'm able to get my, my computer out and do some work. The beauty of business class, at least uh, up until now, has been that uh, in many cases you just don't have internet. Uh, so one of the biggest distractions is completely eliminated now, I know that's changing and I know that um, most of the time you can get internet when you fly now, but especially on long haul, but, you know, even a few years ago, it wasn't, it wasn't that, that way. So being on my own, headphones on, sitting in an airplane has always been a place where I've been able to be in a really good state of deep work. So there's a lot to be said for the environment, but even more than the environment, the way sort of the triggers that you build up uh, in your mind, if I need to get into my best state of deep work. It might mean that I go away and work in a different city for the day. Maybe I'll, you know, travel an hour, get to another city, or maybe I'll, you know, just do something completely different, work from a different place that can really shake things up and allow me to sort of hit that reset button and get into that deep work and overcome a lot of the distractions. There are other ways that you can get into a state of deep work. I mean, you don't have to go somewhere special or anything like that. But talking about building up habits and, and rituals that, allow you to get into that deep work state i've got a few uh, suggestions which we've taken from the book deep work so one of them is to try to get into that meditative state and i'm someone that um, i normally try to do a quick meditation every single morning i've run about 10 minutes and one of the reasons i do that is because i find it allows me to reset myself and bring into focus what i want to get done and and it always results in me getting better uh, results so that's almost uh, like a monastic, uh, like a monk-like sort of philosophy there. Get away from distractions and just work on the focus. Now, another way to do it, if that's not something that works for you, is to think about sort of like a, a bimodal approach. And this is where you might have one hour where you are removing all of your distractions and you're working hard to get into a deep work state, followed by an hour or a couple of hours where you're quite willing for distractions to come in. So an example of this might be working from 8 a.m. until 9 a.m., really trying hard to get into that deep work state. But then from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., you might uh, willingly accept the different distractions that come your way. So basically alternating between periods of uh, high focus and deep work and high distraction, potentially more, more shallow work. Another approach that people use is a rhythmic approach. And this is where you're sort of building more of a routine. So it might be, Every day from 5 a.m. until 6.30 a.m., you know that you are going to get deep work done and that's your time and you're not going to let anything interfere with that. And maybe that's a good time that works for you because you might be a morning person. Maybe everyone else in the house is still asleep. And as a result of that, you can more easily get into the groove. And over time, you start building up a habit. So then your body knows, your mind knows, your brain knows that 5 a.m., it's showtime. Um, you can easily sort of fall back into that 
state of of deep work so again different things work better for different people but i think you can go training your brain to sort of work in that state of maximum capacity is a good way to to approach it and this is one of the things that that i use another approach that works for very busy people is almost like a journalistic approach whereby maybe you've got a busy day maybe you've got kids that are likely to interrupt you all day if you're working from home or maybe you're working in a very busy office and people will regularly sort of interrupt you and in that kind of a situation it's sometimes useful to try to deliberately leverage the small windows of opportunity that you have to put yourself in a state of deep work so let's say you're working in an office lots of people around you constant distraction but you know that from 10 a.m till 11 a.m there's a window where you're not going to be called on for any meetings or anything like that what if you could just go down to a coffee shop put your headphones on and get into that state or what if there was a meeting room that you could just slip into where you know that no one would bother you or maybe your kids are going out to football practice and you know you're going to have a one-hour window. Uh, in fact, as I film this podcast right now, I am in a window because my kids are at, at preschool. So leveraging those kinds of windows, that's sort of like a journalistic uh, philosophy. And again, it really helps to do that if you're able to sort of switch on and switch off this deep work uh, sort of uh, philosophy. No matter which approach you follow it it helps to build a routine to build habits and a plan so think to yourself you know where will you get your deep work done is there a an environment that works best for you will there be someone knocking on the door will there be a kid uh, interrupting you or a partner or a colleague or, or what will it be how long can you do deep work for you know when will you need a break you know will you turn off your phone to completely eliminate distractions what are you going to do there and i think everyone is different so it's just a case of being aware of what deep work is all about and then figuring out uh, what works best for you a couple of uh, examples that you may have heard of jk rowling stayed in a hotel to finish the last uh, harry potter book bill gates is another that has been known for going into a cabin, a remote cabin, just to read and focus. I think he does that every single month. It's easy for them to to show the the benefits of of that because they've had these amazing projects that the whole world is aware of. But they they've found the point is they've found what works for them and they double down on it. You know what what is your thing? I've made a couple of examples of mine. You know I change my environment. I go and work in a coffee shop or, or or sometimes something i've been doing lately is uh, hiking um, and it's not always about sitting down and actually working sometimes it's about thinking and one of the things that cal newport talks about in his book is i think he calls it productive meditation where you are actively doing something it could be driving a car but instead of having the radio going or listening to a podcast show or your favorite music or something you are just thinking about a problem or a situation consciously trying to advance it okay so you can do that if you're hiking or if you're you know walking to the supermarket or if you're driving your car and still sort of feel like you're getting something done some people find deep work to be boring I, I don't really find it to be boring I find it to be very rewarding actually I do find it to be sometimes mentally taxing but once I get in that groove then the amount of work that I can get done makes it worth it every single time. I think this is also part of just figuring out what works for you and what 
excites you, gets you in that groove of wanting to do deep work and realizing that your best work is going to come when you are in that zone. And maybe in your mind, you don't call it as deep work. Maybe you're just in the zone or focused or something, but that, that's ultimately what you're trying to achieve. I think also using social media wisely is really important. Think about you know, how social media can positively contribute to your success and happiness and not just be a place where you go to get distracted. And certainly there's a lot to be said for turning off a lot of these pop-up notifications that will appear you know, on your phones and different devices. I think also scheduling your day to, to know your limits. I think most people would struggle with more than four hours of, of deep work in a single day. That's a lot of energy and focus. And to start with, even just one hour could be a game changer for you. Getting one hour of deep work where you're focused on something that's going to move the ball forward is much better, so much more valuable than eight hours of just feeling busy and making yourself sort of feel productive. So a few final thoughts and things for you to ponder here. Can you apply the 80-20 rule to deep work? Can you apply the 80-20 rule to put yourself in a position where you are more regularly able to get in that zone and focus? Is there a time of day where you know you get better work done? Some people are morning people, some people are evening people. Is there a situation that you can be in which you can almost sort of schedule into your life to get more of because you know how valuable that is? And in addition to that, can you train yourself to be in that zone, in that state of, of focus for longer periods of time? This isn't something that's going to just happen you know, you, it's something you need to consciously work on. And what's your number one distraction that sort of pulls you out of that state of high productivity, of high creativity, of, of focus? If you can figure out what your top couple of distractions are and eliminate them, then obviously you're going to be putting yourself in a position where you can get so much more of that deep, meaningful work done. And finally, in my own personal situation, I always find it so much more difficult to get into the state of deep work when I'm feeling burnt out. So when I've got too many open loops in my life, too many unfinished projects, too many different projects that I'm working on at the same time, that gives me this sense of burnout because I've, I feel like I'm being pulled in 100 different ways. And I think this is one of the reasons why for me personally, I always do much better when I'm focused on just a couple of different projects as opposed to jumping all over the show. And if I'm just focused on one project, then even better. So for me, it's important to steer clear of burnout, to stay away from, you know, this shallow trap. And I think a little bit of shallow work is, is absolutely fine and, and even healthy, but I definitely want to make sure that I'm getting a few hours of that deep productive work in my life every single day. And it doesn't have to be related to online business. It could be related to absolutely anything or any project. And I always, always, always notice that the results of doing that are positive. So uh, look, we're going to wrap this episode up now. Hopefully you've got some uh, good thoughts about that. And I think, you know, go away and, and think about it and, and just see how you can work more of this into your life. And if nothing else, just be aware and conscious of the fact that there that working is not created equal. You know, eight hours a day of you working away at something are not going to be created equal. There are going to be pockets of time when you are hyper productive, hyper creative, and that's a state that you want to foster and encourage. 
that's all for today. I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.